All right. Well, welcome back to the Temporal Eternal podcast. We are glad you are with us. Once again, Temporal Eternal is uh, all about us focusing on eternity in our life, in our time, um, in our priorities, uh, just in our family, in our workplace, that we know that as Christians, uh, there is eternity beyond here on earth. So Brennan, Matt, how are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing great. Yeah, that's awesome, man. We uh, we were, we were comparing gas doing? prices based based on region, so that was fun. Oof. I'm doing good. Uh, we're we're moving this week, so we've been uh, just uh, in town, but just moving to a different rental place. So been yeah, been busy, but uh, but yeah, typically well, people I'm excited just, to dive right into it. Uh, typically, people just move in town. They don't. What'd you say, Matt? Most people just move in town. They don't move across the country like you always do. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's why I had Multiple to clarify times. because I've, I've moved. <laughs> yeah, I've moved across the country several times. So um, so that's why for people listening who might know me, be like, oh, where is he going now? So no, we're staying in Phoenix. But um, but yeah, so we're, we're continuing uh, kind of our theme, which is shine. Right. And, and last uh, last week we talked about just shining in the darkness, that principle in Matthew five, where it, you know, Jesus says, they were the light of the world. Don't pull, put a basket or a bowl over your light and talked about different things that, mm-hmm. uh, was our, our lights, um, you know, you know, different things that were like bowls or baskets that we put over our light, um, that we have to be aware of. And today we're going to continue the, the theme of shine, um, shine in the chaos. And I, I truly think that, uh, many mm-hmm. times in our life, that that is one of the biggest uh, hindrances from us truly being a light and evangelizing and reaching people is because of the chaos either around us, right? Society, things going on in culture, things going on in in the world, uh, economic pressures, war, whatever it may be. And then also um, chaos internally, uh, chaos going on just in the inside of us. So uh, there's a passage of scripture, and I'm just going to basically just mention – the references and it's actually in acts 27 it's a long passage so for the sake of time i'm i'm not going to read it i totally encourage you maybe uh pause uh the podcast in just a moment maybe skim through the story so you have some context but i'm gonna just really quickly uh say the reference and and just tell the story um just kind of give you the cliff notes of it but it's uh, acts 27 chapter 27 27 uh, verse 27 to 44 and then going into Acts 28, verses 1 to 7. And essentially, it's it's talking about Paul. He's a prisoner. Uh, and uh, uh, he is, they're, they're heading out to sea. And uh, there are some soldiers that are holding him. And then all of a sudden, um, they are getting into a storm. And it's not looking good. And they realize, like, okay, we got we to gotta find land. And essentially, uh, you know, Paul speaks to them. And uh, that he's like, hey, we need to, you need to eat. You guys need to relax. So it's like chaotic, chaotic around them, right? They're they've been going for days, and they're kind of freaking out. And Paul's like, hey, chill. And then they throw some stuff overboard to lighten the load. And then essentially, they have a plan to, uh, you know, as gracefully as they can, crash onto this this island, if you will, uh, this piece of land. And and that occurs. Now they hit a sandbar. Uh, they survive. Um, but, uh, Paul kind of was in the midst of that chaos really, you know, centered everybody then, then on the Island, uh, you know, the, there's people there 
And they were actually very welcoming to the soldiers and to Paul and some of the other prisoners. And, uh, and there were some crazy things that happened. There's a snake that bites Paul, right? So that's kind of a chaotic situation, but it's a poisonous snake, but he doesn't show any symptoms or doesn't die. And then people, you know, on the Island call him a God, but he's like, no, I'm not a God. And he like points people to Jesus. And then, uh, later on in, 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 uh, chapter 28, we see that he's actually praying for one of the leaders, you know, for somebody in, in that kind of family and with, uh, in that situation, um, who are sick and he prays for healing. And then he prays for a ton of people to be healed. Um, on the Island. And a lot of people, you know, essentially are, are, you know, hear the gospel and, and, and see it through just the, the, uh, gifts of the Holy spirit and through healing and things like that. So, so there's this, there's this, you know, to just start our, our podcast today, you see this story of just chaos. Paul's a prisoner. The ship is going down. People are freaking out. He centers everybody. They crash onto an island. He gets bit by a snake. I mean, like anything and everything was happening. And in the midst of that, Paul was sound in who he was. And, and who knows? Like we don't have all the detail if Paul, if there was some emotions flaring up within Paul or not. But what we do know is that Paul, even in the midst of what was going on, was able to be a light and was able to be available for the Holy spirit to use and for miracles to perform. So, I mean, I would love to just, you know, open it up Brennan and Matt to you guys and just go like, Hey, what are our thoughts about that? Like, you know, what, mm. what about you guys? Like in chaotic, chaotic situations you've seen in other people's lives and how it's affected them negatively or positively, you know, like where they were able to go beyond that to be a light or maybe that, in a negative way, it kind of suppressed them a little bit, or maybe that's even happened to you in your life. <laughs> Can I just say, I don't understand how, like, in chaotic times, a lot of times how people just survive. When mm. they are struggling, how are they actually getting yeah. through? Because yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, you're going through that and you don't have Jesus? How are you doing that? Mm. Like, Oh man, what just happened to me? There I am. I'm back. Hi. So Hi. It's like how do you go through life and not have Jesus? But as a Christian, how are you sharing the love of Jesus as you're going through a crisis? Um that came to turn a lot of times when um when my dad had cancer. People were always saying, how can you guys still serve a God when your dad was a pastor and he had cancer? And it's like, what kind of punishments does my did my dad deserve um, from God to receive cancer and to die from it? So it we we had a, we didn't know what to say to that. Oh, hold on one second. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know what to say to that. Because we were still shining our light as much as possible through that hard time. Um, and, you know, when your pastor is in the hospital all the time um, getting cancer treatments, but the biggest thing he would care about when he would go into that, um, my dad, like, this is why he's such a huge um uh, figure in my life is because whenever he would go into a hospital, 
it wouldn't be about him. It'd be about the nurses and everybody else in there. Mm. And he would make sure that they have Jesus in their heart. And, wow. and it was always like, he was struggling. He was going through it. I mean, mm. and I just never knew how he could walk or walk in there and be like, do you know Jesus? I'm here to talk to you. I'm here to meet you. Do you know Jesus? He turned it around to be in a position to where that's just one thing that um, I'm still trying to live up to because Mm -hmm. that's, that's hard to live up to, but that's just my, yeah. For anybody. So, yeah, no. And I I think you bring up a really good point in this and, and what I'm, as you're talking about, I'm thinking like, What's the two main things that we do when life hits chaos? We either run to God or we run from him, right? And or we even go further and we blame God. And I know I've done all three scenarios in my life. I've run to him. I've tried to run from him. I've tried to, you know, maybe uh, be in that moment of frustration and say, God, what is going on? You know, and, and I think it, it is. It's, it's kind of coming to terms with, First off, like what is chaos in our life, you know, and why why is it so difficult so much for us to see the goodness of God in the midst of that? Um, and, and is it a perspective thing? Is it a condition of our heart? Is it um, just just the way that we're approaching the situation? And yeah, there's there's been, you know, so many people I've seen in my life that just just like your dad, Matt, like where it's like, wow, they're going through the chaos of life right now. And their biggest concern is shining the light of Jesus, uh, loving on other people, even though they're suffering, even though they're struggling. And um, so, yeah, I mean, those of you listening, you might be in a in the midst of chaos right now. And chaos can look like so many different things for us. It, it could look like, um, you know, someone going through a crazy trial or sickness or loss uh, of someone close to you. Uh, it could be job loss. It could be a terrible work life balance family issues uh, that you're going through right now. Uh, even as far as if we look in scripture where uh, Jesus says, you know, just, just because you're a Christian, just because you're a follower of Christ doesn't mean that everything's going to be great and amazing. It says, no, actually you're going to face trials, but it's about staying with the Lord in that. And so I, I think I just bring up that kind of idea because it's a reminder to myself is what, where's my heart? Where's my attitude? Is it actually chasing towards God in the midst of chaos or is it running from him? Um, and, and I think we have to ask ourselves where we stand with that. And maybe we're somewhere in the middle. Uh, like I said, maybe you're going through a, a trial right now in your life. You're going through a chaotic situation. Uh, our world has seemed like it's been in chaos nonstop. One thing after the next, uh, in, in the last couple of years here. And so, yeah, I, I, I guess I asked that question to myself and all of us, uh, to you guys too, like where, where are we running to? Are we running to God? Are we running away? Uh, are we, are we caught in, in that blame game a little bit? And uh, it's, it puts us in a tough spot. We really have to consider where, where we're at and what we're looking at. Yeah. I mean, I've had uh, people, that I've spoken to at different times or they've spoken of other people and, you know, they're mad at God uh, because of stuff going on in their life, stuff happened in their family, uh, stuff happened in the world. Right. And I get Mm -hmm. it. I get those feelings and emotions. And um, the, the truth is, is that we do live in a broken world (laughs) and 
um, in the midst of that, you know, God will turn, you know, take what is evil and he will turn it into good. But there is a promise the same way that our whole entire podcast. And this is, um, this is what you're kind of talking about, Brendan. This was, you know, the, the life and legacy of your father, Matt is, is yes, the promise is eternity in heaven, but the promise is also stuff's going to happen. And I think yeah. that, um, in the American church, it's kind of gotten a little bit dangerous. And I'm not just saying the prosperity gospel as a whole, but I think that looking at everything, there is some, sometimes these unrealistic, unrealistic expectations of like God's blessing that mm. God's blessing is going to, you know, um, protect us from things happening. And that's not always the reality. Yes. I do believe in the sovereignty of God. I do believe that God does miracles that God can, you know, and has protected people and saved their life and healed people and all those things like that. But also there's a truth. Like if you look at the new Testament and you look at the disciples that were martyred, <laughs> they were killed for, for their faith. Right. So I, I look at that and yeah. I go, Hey guys, like this isn't like the, the promise is that yes, that, we will be forgiven of our sins and that we will be in a, a heaven for eternity as we confess our sins, turn away from our sins, right? Make a decision to repent is turning away, right? Going towards Jesus and dedicating our life to Christ. But it doesn't, it's not a guarantee that nothing bad will happen. And so I think that a lot of times what happens within Christianity and within all of us is we have the incorrect expectations. We have an unbiblical expectation of what mm -hmm. it means to be a Christian. And so, and so that is really the, that comes down to a lot of this whole thing with chaos is we get mad at God, we blame God, or we're not ready for the chaos because we never realize that, Hey, chaos is going to come. There's going to be mountains and valleys in our life. There's going to be different challenges that happen. So if we're not ready or have a, have an expectation, not, not, I'm saying not like speaking it over your life or not like being a pessimist and be like, Oh, something. No, but I'm just saying like, Hey, sometimes stuff will happen, right? Whether it's a flat tire, yeah. right. Or whether it's, it's something, you know, maybe a, a lot more of a serious situation, but having the right heart and mentality so that, you know, we can be alert and be open you know, to um, being a light in the midst of when chaos hits. Hmm. Chaos can hit fast too. Out of nowhere. A lot it of times usually it does, does right? <laughs> I mean, I think if we knew every situation we were going to walk into, we could be a lot more calculated in life. Uh, totally. But that's not how it works. You know, it's like we, we aren't promised tomorrow. Um, and I think that's a reality of our world that that maybe many people have come more to terms with. But I mean, I was talking to a, a guy earlier today uh, at, a, at a meeting and he is a, a pastor over in India. And he was just talking about how his biggest prayer for everyone was just just pray uh, because the persecution is so bad to the church, to the to, to anybody who's Christian, uh, especially in his region. In, and it's in like, India, you're saying, right? In India, correct, yes. Okay. Um, and he's in the south southwestern region of India. And uh, 
And so, yeah, we have maybe a very different perception if you're here in America and in Western Christianity uh, that everything is good and we rely more on ourselves to figure out the 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 experience or figure out the solution to chaos where it's like, man, are we going back and saying, okay, God, I, I, I have to be trusting in you. I have to be rooted in you, whether things are good or we're, you know, like, like Matt said, it's like, we're, we can't, it, it can come up out of nowhere, you know? And so when chaos does hit, what, what's our initial response? And then do we, do we realize that? So sometimes, yeah, I mean, it, it simply takes a perspective of, somebody who is who's kind of in it in the chaos um that that you can see them be like wow in this moment what am i doing to invest in in understanding uh what, what i could do to prepare and, and grow deeper in in my walk and my faith that no matter what i'm facing that that god is at the center of it there's uh there's an, a picture the lord showed me um I think I spoke it in a sermon years ago, but how if you're, you know, Jesus said many times, he who has ears, let him hear. He who has eyes, let him see. And a lot of it was uh, talking about the, how Jesus talked, spoke in parables and he spoke in stories and the disciples, some, like a lot of people didn't get it. And then even the disciples after would be like, well, what are you talking about Jesus? And, you know, and then he'd be like, man, you, you know, you have to have these spiritual eyes or ears to understand. Um, but that principle, uh, you know, blessed are the pure in heart for they'll see God. There, there's a principle with, when it comes to spiritual vision and what I've noticed in, in my life and the picture the Lord showed me is sometimes we are, and for those of you just listening on Spotify or Apple, we also are on YouTube. So I'm going to be a little bit more visual here on YouTube, but, um, the picture is, is that, uh, when stuff happens, you know, we start to look inward or look down, right? If something's going on, we're just, our heads are down. We're like, Oh, what's going on? Oh, this or that, you know? And, and all of a sudden, just imagine you walking down the street and just the chains of chaos and of just different situations going on in your family or going on in your life or whatever is pulling you down. And what, what occurs mm -hmm. is that your vision gets pulled down your vision gets pulled down into the situation that you or someone close to you is going through or the world is going through. And don't get me wrong, that's something that, yes, we should pray about. But in the midst of it, we need to have enough wherewithal within us by the, by the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit to keep our vision up. Because imagine you walking down the street and God has assignments for your life and you are walking right by them because you're looking down the entire time at the problem or the situation. And really the, the philosophy that, uh, or, or the, the principle that the Lord's really worked on with me that I'm not always the greatest at executing, but it's okay. Whatever this is in my hands, I'm going to release to you, Jesus, so that my hands can be open for whatever you want to give to me. So there's been several times that my family especially has gone through something, whether it's health, emotional challenges, whatever it may be. And what I've had to learn to do is I've had to release that to Jesus and go, God, I trust you with my family. I give this and I surrender this to you. And I keep my hands open so that you can, right, do something in my life. Because I always talk about it, right? If I might not be the one that, 
leads my uncle or, or my aunt to Jesus, right? Like that might not be my role. It may be, it may not be, right? But mine might be to lead lead your uncle or your aunt or your cousin or your child to, to Jesus, right? So what I need to do is have enough trust that Jesus loves each and every person in my family and my, my friendships and, and my network as much more than I do and to know that he has a greater plan, right? So that I am giving it to him, giving him the trust and even the, the chaos inside of me that I'm going through and I'm not going to look down, but I'm going to keep my eyes up mm. towards him in an act of faith and worship, but also keep my eyes up so that when God sends people down my path, that I am ready and I am in the correct place spiritually and emotionally to be a light in that moment. We should always yeah. have our eyes open and the eyes up, ready to shine. No matter what situation, no matter what problems we're going through, like right now is a perfect time for us to shine, right? We have the war yeah. in Ukraine that's happening. Um, people need Jesus. People are putting blame on other people doing this, doing that. Mm. It's a perfect time for us to shine in this world. Yeah. I mean, what else are we supposed to do? We're supposed to give the gospel of Jesus. And that is yeah. the time to shine is during a war. I mean, hope, I mean, we're praying it doesn't turn into a world war, but God's plan is God's plan, right? So what do we have to do? What do we have to do to um, shine during this time? That's the yeah. question. What do we have to do to shine during this time? Yeah. What's our response to chaos all around us? Um, something that that's really cool, guys, that that as I was reading through the scripture that Donald shared at the beginning, uh, and I'm going to read a little bit of it from Acts 27, um, and I'm going to start at verse 28 here. Um within verse 28. Uh, so basically they're on the ship. It's nighttime. They're not really sure where they're going, but they're suspecting that maybe they're going to hit land soon. And so they're trying to figure that out. And it says this, it says a short time later, they took uh, soundings again and found it was 90 feet deep. And so they were, it seemed they could tell it was gradually getting uh, less and less deep. So in verse 29, it says, fearing that they would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the, uh, from the stern and prayed for daylight. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboats down into the sea, pretending that they were going to lower some anchors from the bow. Uh, then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless the men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that, that held the lifeboats and let them drift away. And what I thought was like so crazy about this is, what do they do, right? They're, they're, they're fearing that they're going to hit land. They're going to shipwreck, right? And so they drop the anchors and they come to like a screeching halt, right? And so when we hit chaos in life, it feels like that. Like when something chaotic just comes up out of nowhere, uh, maybe chaos is all around us, in the world around us, um, in the situations we're in, it feels like life and our faith sometimes come to a screeching halt. And these guys mm -hmm. were like, basically just like, we're going to, throw the anchors down and we're just going to pray for daylight and hope that it comes because we're so scared of what's going to happen. Uh, and the amazing thing is, is we got Paul, right? Like this is his response in the midst of this chaos. As some of these guys are like, I'm getting out of here. Like I'm dropping these lifeboats. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to try and make it to land to just get away from here. But he says, you have to, he says, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. 
And what stuck out to me, guys, in this is that this this idea that we many times hit a chaotic situation and the the brakes are like they're just full on life comes to a screeching halt. And either one thing is we're like, we're going to just shut down until daylight comes. Like we're going to shut down like, God, let this pass. I'm going to shut down completely in my faith until it does. Or we're like these guys that are like, get me on this lifeboat and get me to shore as quick as possible. Like get me as far away from the chaos. But Paul's response is very different. He's like, hey, we got to sit in this. And I think that for us in our faith, sometimes we're very uncomfortable. Uh, we're uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. We, we are afraid of sitting in the chaos. But I believe that some of the most amazing things that God has done in and through my life or where he's let a light shine brighter through me has been in the midst of chaos in my life or being there for somebody in the midst of chaos in their life. And so he said, hey, you got you to gotta sit with this. And so I think that we have to be careful that we don't rush through something that we're going through. And, and it doesn't sound like fun, right, guys? Like <laughs> for me to say like, hey, sit in the midst of your chaos. Hey, uh, pay attention to what God might be teaching you. That, that doesn't really sound like an amazing thing. It doesn't sound like a fun thing. But yeah. what might God try, be trying to speak to you in the midst of that? And not trying to figure it out on our own, but actually going to God and saying, God, I need you to save me. I need you to bring the light. I need you to use me in the midst of this situation, maybe to, to speak into somebody else's life. And so if we can maybe turn or turn, you know, flip the tables around and, and look at the situation a little bit different, just as Paul, he's like, hey, we got to stay put. We got to trust that God's going to get us through this. And that's exactly what I believe that this is trying to say to us here in the, in the midst of this is. What are we doing in our, again, what's our response to the chaos? Are, are we looking to God? Are we trusting in him? And, uh, you know, we, we see further on how God brings them through this situation. But it, it could seem like such a dark thing to sit in it. But what is God trying yeah. to speak to you through it? So, you know, the truth is, too, we're always ready a lot of times to move on to the next season. And sometimes mm -hmm. to move beyond the chaos. But there are some times that God goes, I'm in the midst of the chaos with you. Right. Yeah. And, and God, and Paul knew that God was with him in the ship. Paul knew probably also, right. By, by re revelation from the Holy spirit that those lifeboats probably weren't going to make it. But I mean that, like you were saying, Brendan, in such a, a parallel to our life is we try to escape the pain or the hardship mm -hmm. or the confusion. Yeah. And Jesus is like, Hey, I, I'm with you in it. You're trying to get out of it your own way while I am trying to use it to do something within you, to do something yeah. through you that don't escape it just to escape it, but realize I'm going to bring you through it. And that's really, that's really the powerful thing of where Jesus says, you know, I'll mm -hmm. never leave you nor forsake you like that. We have the helper called the Holy spirit that is, that is with us yeah. always. Right. So that, that I feel like definitely a word for, for somebody today listening that you're mm -hmm. in the midst of something and, and you're, you keep trying to like uh, move on or did And don't get me wrong. If it, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, this is not like the same thing as like a secret sin or an addiction or no, no, no. But I'm saying like, if you're going through a trial or yeah. a hardship, like God, God wants you to overcome any of those type of things. But if you're going through a trial or a hardship or something's going on and you're just trying to just, you know, just get around it, mm 
just dig into the Holy Spirit, dig into your prayer time and just go, Lord, yeah. no matter what it is, I, I am not going to abandon ship in my relationship with you. And I know that you're going to bring me through. Amen. Yeah. Um, that's good. So yeah, we have just, uh, just a couple minutes and just really quickly, um, another story of a shipwreck. There's a, from over a hundred years ago, there's a pastor named John Harper. And I've told the story before and I was reading some other, uh, versions of it. And I guess he had his six-year-old daughter with her on a ship called the Titanic. And, um, he was going over to do going overseas to do ministry. And obviously we know what happened with the Titanic. And it was said that he, you know, got his daughter on a lifeboat. Um, and uh, he just in the midst of that as the sink, you know, the, the ship was sinking for minutes, hours, you know, and in some instances during that time, I don't know the exact time frame, but he was helping people get to lifeboats. He even gave his life vest to someone else saying, you're going to need this more than me. And um, it was told that uh, mm-hmm. even in the midst of getting people in lifeboats, especially when lifeboats started running out uh, and where they didn't have enough um, or they were worried about overfilling it, he began to speak to people like believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He was in the midst of chaos, in the midst of really he he was this was probably going to be the end of his life more than likely his number one priority. He took care of his daughter. He made sure she was safe. And then his number one priority was letting people know about Jesus. Four years later, after, after the Titanic, um, you know, sunk, there was a, there was an individual, I think it was a man actually, who um, actually uh, witnessed and said that um, this pastor, John Harper, he, um, he actually was swimming <laughs> in the ocean and uh, the man was saying, cause the man was like floating on some type of driftwood and, and John Harper was like kind of falling into the water and coming back up. And he was just saying, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, believe Jesus as your savior. And eventually mm-hmm. John Harper got swept away in the sea and, and drowned. But that man was known to be, you know, you know, unofficially his last convert. And I just think about that story and you go, wow, Donald, that, that's an extreme story. It is an extreme story, but it's a true story. And it really challenges yeah. me. And I, and I pray it challenges you that in the midst of your life, in the midst of the trials going on, in the midst of hmm. all of those things that you never forget to shine, not only in the darkness, but shine in the chaos. Because for me, I've gone through a few different crazy seasons with my family, with my wife and, 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 uh, and I always told like, especially when like for us, sometimes there's been like some like finances or believing God to provide for some things. And I told, I told my wife, as I go every, every, like the last couple seasons or, or moments that those things happen, I just told her, I was like, I just want to make sure my worship is better next time. I want to make sure it doesn't, it doesn't affect my worship. I want to make sure that no matter what's going on, that I trust in God. And I, I believe that. So that's our prayer is that, that you don't let you know, the chaos of like life affect your worship and your relationship with Jesus. And that a, a kind of a, a cause and effect of that is that because your relationship with Jesus, even though you might not feel great or think you feel great or all the stuff is going on, the craps it, craps it in the fan, right? Figuratively that you can still be close to Jesus enough that you can be a light. You can be a light for him. Yeah. So, uh, you know, God bless you guys. Um, we love you very much. Once again, uh, make sure to follow us on um, our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and then subscribe um, or follow on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and YouTube. Again, we have temporaleternal.com. We have some apparel on there as well. 
God bless you guys. Shine in the, the chaos and uh, have an awesome week. See ya. Love you guys. Shine bright.